Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Sure. <laughs> ah, welcome to Connection Show with Brian and Nicole. We are finishing up our resurrection month, yeah. I guess. It's been about a month now. Yeah, um, that's right. I hope everybody had a good Easter, and we just want to welcome you and remind yeah. you to check us out on connectionshow.org and connect with us. Let us know. Amen. Do you have prayer requests? Do you have comments, input? Um, or just say hi. Hi. <laughs> so, <laughs> hi. So we finished up last week on Resurrection Go, and we are on part two this week. Yes. So ready, go. <laughs> but um, bum. You've been waiting to do that, haven't you? That was awesome. <laughs> it's like, here's the show and take it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, well, okay, I will. Um, so we uh, talked about resurrection. We talked about the love mm -hmm. and meditating on the love that it took for Jesus to leave heaven and come to earth. And then we talked about the love that it took for him to stay on the cross. And now we talked about the love that was allowed to be manifested when he left the grave yeah. and went to heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father. Resurrection, go. And when he did that, he empowered us to go and be the hands yeah. and the feet of Christ. He empowered us to be who he had designed us to be all the way back in the garden. And uh, it's an exciting moment in history uh, when Christ comes up from that grave. It's an exciting moment for a believer when mm -hmm. we recognize what he's actually done by going to be at the right hand of the Father. And that's what we've been talking about. So yeah. the whole point of Jesus coming uh, down to earth, dying on the cross, was to get us to eternal life. Now, when you know anything about the heart of God, eternal life means eternal life in abundance. Mm -hmm. This was really what <clears throat> God was after, was manifesting life and his love through you and me and through everyone that would believe on Christ as their Lord and Savior. When that happens, it opens up the power of God to the world. Yeah. And this was the plan of God through Christ. This is, so him going was incredible. So, when you, Well, um, yeah, I think how humbling is it that the whole purpose of him going was to empower us mm. to be difference makers? You know? Yes. The whole point was for us. To make a difference. To be world changers. He didn't have to include us. No. He's God. He could do it all himself. Yeah. But he wanted to make us one with him. He wanted us to have you know, the honor of working with him. Making, you know, making a difference with him and for him. Yeah. You know, we get to have a role in that. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a humbling thing yeah. to know that the whole purpose of Jesus coming and and dying was because he loved us so much. He wanted us to be one with him, to yeah. operate with him, to walk in authority authority with him and, and power yes. with him. We don't have to wait for God to make a difference today. We That's just have to right. walk in the power and the authority that yes. he's already given us. We are difference makers. I, re I remember some years ago now, that I recognized and I realized that the creator 
of the universe was allowing me to be on his yes. his team. <laughs> and I he went He picked me. <laughs> <laughs> I got picked last in school, but God picked me. <laughs> that was the most awesome moment I think we've had yet. <laughs> You busted me up. I <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You, yeah, he he allowed that. It really is true. I mean, God picked us to be on this team. Yeah. And, and if you will accept Christ, He has picked you as well. And what a great moment, you know. <laughs> yeah. Despite all my uncoordination. <laughs> God's seen me dance, and He still picked me. <laughs> that that. <laughs> covering my mouth <laughs> that is some <laughs> deep love i'm telling you if you if you've seen the cold dance you'd understand how deep god's love goes <laughs> <laughs> so, well i'm glad the radio is, show can't see my face <laughs> well that's fine if you want to go see her face just go on connectionshow.org you can see it <laughs> I'm going to have to switch to waterproof mascara. <laughs> oh, man. But I can remember one day I was preaching at the church, and uh, I just really, it hit me that the creator of the universe was allowing me uh, to serve him. Yeah. What an opportunity. Yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> the, the creator, God of all creation, uh, who created not just our solar system, not just our Milky Way galaxy, uh, but the billions of the of stars mm -hmm. in the galaxy and the billions of galaxies. That God, yeah, that Creator of the universe, Almighty, you know, all powerful God that can hold everything in the palm of His hand. I'm important to Him. Yeah, I'm so important to Him that He sent His Son. That he loved me so much. And I, now he allowed me to play a part in mm. what he's doing. What an honor yeah. that is. What a great honor. And this, by Jesus going, by the tomb being opened, and Jesus going to the Father, that's what opened the door for you and me and you, whoever's listening or watching. He opened the door for you to be a part of what he is doing. And not just, not just you know, a boring uh, part. No, 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 no. This is one of the most exciting, and uh, it's a trying. It'll, it'll test you. It's a, it's a real story. If you're uh, bored, you don't know Jesus yet. Yeah. <laughs> you're not walking you're in not everything. You're not walking with him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not boring. Mm -hmm. That's that's the truth. But, um, you know, John 3.16, the bottom mm -hmm. line was to connect us with the life of God. And then he said, it's better for you that I go away. And because he went, our enemies are defeated. We have the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the teacher. Um, we have resurrection power. We have authority. Uh, we have God working with us in yeah. what we do. He is working with the word, confirming his word with power and signs and wonders. Uh, he brings about conviction in people to help the kingdom advance. Uh, he intercedes for us, Jesus does. Mm -hmm. And he gives us abundant life in Christ. And uh, we, were, we were talking about that Jesus went 
when he left the, the earth and went to be with the Father, because of the empty tomb, because he beat down death, hell, and the grave, because of that, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. But then he seated us with him. In Ephesians 2, 4 through 7, uh, it says this. It says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. Yes. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Amen. So one of the first questions is what did he do with us? He made us alive. Yeah. He seated us. And is seated, uh, is it present tense or past tense? It's past tense. Yeah. It's already We've happened. It's already done. He said it's finished. Yes. It's done. If you are a Christian, if you know Christ, you're not waiting for these things mm -mm. to occur. You're not waiting for you know what I read, because he went, these things happen. You're not waiting for those things to occur anymore. You are already have that. And he did it for this purpose in verse 7, so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Yeah. So the point was to pour out his goodness on the, on the earth, to pour it out on the world. You know, a lot of times I think people get hung up in like God's, you know, looking to destroy us, you know, mm -hmm. and God's looking to do. If he wanted to do that, that was easy. He didn't, he just didn't have to send Jesus. Yeah. All he had to do was never send Jesus yeah. and we had destroyed ourselves. Yeah. You know, it was all over. We were already doing that. Yeah. It was helpless at that point. So. Okay, don't send Jesus or or just zap the place. I mean, yeah. that you know, it was easy if he wanted to just leave us to our own destruction. Yeah. But that's not what it, that was never never his plan. His plan was to bring about the riches, the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us. Yeah. In Christ Jesus. That's, well, and I think, you know, he could have just sent Jesus and saved us. Yes. And he could have just stopped there. Yes. Yeah. You know, he didn't have to send the Holy Spirit, but he said, yes. not only am I going to save you, not only am I going to reconcile you with Christ, but I'm going to send you power. I'm going to send you life in abundance. Yes. I don't want you just to have life. I want you to have life in Christ. Yes. You know? Yeah. What, I mean, what kind of loving father does that? Right. You know, and we sit here and think that he wants us sick or he wants us to suffer, whatever. A God that not only saves us, but then sends us all power and all authority and life in abundance through Christ. Yeah. He wants us to have life in abundance through Christ. Yeah. That means all good things because there is no lack, no suffering, no pain in Christ. Yes. There is all good. That's the life he wants yes. us to have. Yes. And, and see, what we found is that, um, and, and I would just, I would encourage you right now, I would encourage you in this moment. Um, what we have found is that the majority of time, people that are Christians in the American church, uh, 
there's portions of this that happened because Jesus went mm-hmm. back to heaven. There's portions that in that, promises in that, that they truly do not have revelation on and do not have the fullness on. But I want to draw your attention uh, to the book of Ephesians because the book of Ephesians, like the whole first chapter and at least half of the second chapter, all of it is talking about this. Uh, Paul, we know that all scripture is inspired by God. So Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus. Mm -hmm. He's inspired by the Holy Spirit. So this is the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul. So as the Holy Spirit says what God wants to say through Paul, the whole first chapter and into the second, this is what he's doing. He's saying, I'm praying, I want your eyes to be opened. I want revelation to come. Well, revelation about what? And the revelation that he wants to come, he's praying, he's spending a lot of time on this. The revelation that he wants to come is what has happened because Jesus came back to life and sat down at the right hand of the Father. The whole, the whole section there is trying to get our eyes open to what he's done. So yeah. with that in mind, what I'd like for you to do is say, all right, Maybe, you know, there's some more stuff that I don't know about God. Maybe I can learn something. Holy Spirit, right now, and let's just pray together. So, Holy Spirit, right now, we just ask that you would start to open our eyes to more of what you have for us in Christ. If there's things that we're missing, if there's things that have been dark to us, we ask that you would shine the light on it. And that you would reveal things that we may have been missing. And we just praise you for that. And we thank you for it. And we know, we, we agree and we believe your word says that if we lack wisdom or if we lack that enlightenment, then we ask you for it. Yeah. You will give it to us in James chapter 1. So Lord, right now we receive wisdom in Jesus' name and revelation. Amen. Amen. So Ephesians 1 Uh, Verse 17, we'll just start right there. And here Paul is praying, and he says, I'm praying that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in what? The knowledge of him. All right, so that's what he's praying. I'm praying that you will gain more wisdom, gain more knowledge about God, about Christ, about the heart of the Mm -hmm. Father, right? And what happens when that happens? What happens when you gain wisdom and revelation? He says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know, that you'll start to know it. Mm -hmm. You won't just have heard about it. You won't just have, you know, maybe thought about it once. You'll have a knowing. This will become a reality to you. Yeah, You will know what is the hope of his calling. In other words, he's calling you to do something, and I don't want you to just have an inkling of it. I want you to know what he's calling you to do. And what is he calling you to do? He's calling you to grow in wisdom and revelation about him and wisdom and revelation about yourself through him. He continues... What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? All right, so 
he's asking us for our eyes to be opened about the inheritance Mm -hmm. that you and I have been given, that you have been given. He's asked us, he's saying, I want you to open up their eyes to the will. I I wrote a will and it's laid out there. I have a will. I want you to know what's in it. I want you to know what I have given to you, what you can receive by faith. I want you to know it. I don't want you to be in the dark about it. I want you to know. And he goes to describe that will, that inheritance, by saying it like this. I want you to know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance. In other words, his inheritance has a glory, his inheritance, they're riches. Now, these are spiritual riches, but they're also physical riches. Yeah. This is being rich in family. This is being rich in wisdom, being rich in knowledge. This is being rich in every sense of the word. That's how his love works. Then he goes on to say, here's what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, verse 19, And what is the surpassing greatness of his power? In other words, and his in other words, it's not just a great power, this is surpassing great power. This goes way past great power. This is surpassing it. And what's that power uh, directed towards? It's toward us who believe. So already in the first couple of verses three verses we're our eyes should be open our heart should be uh, hopeful yeah in a very biblical sense of hope uh, a joyful confident expectation yeah. uh, our hope level should rise because man there's some riches and some glory and there's a power that's surpassing it's not just great power it's a surpassing and it's and it's directed towards me mm-hmm. All of this is there because Jesus went Mm -hmm. to heaven, that he busted open the grave, and he was going to the right hand of the Father. And it goes on to talk about that. I'll let you pick up right there. Starting with verse 20, it says, Which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, And every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. In other words, this is not supposed to just take place in Christ. It is designed to take place in in his believers Mm -hmm. it is designed to take place in his body and he says all of this surpassing greatness this riches this glory all of this authority all of this stuff is brought about by the working of his strength of his might in verse 19 it's all brought about in christ when christ went yeah when he was going back to heaven resurrection go yeah and what what happens in that moment is that Jesus went back to heaven, but he empowered us to go in the earth and do what we're called to do. And over in um, 
uh, you continue on into Ephesians, that was the end of chapter one. Mm -hmm. But if you continue over into chapter two, that's where he says he didn't just rise up by himself. He brought us with him. Yeah. He seated us with him. with him in heavenly places. Yeah. So. I mean, basically, we've got all power, all authority, all surpassing greatness within us. Yes. And all things in subjection under us. Yes. That's, that's, a, that's a high place of honor. Yes. All yes. because he chose to go. Yes. And he didn't have to. No. He, again, he didn't have to let us be on his team, but he did. And he, and he not only did he let us be on his team, but he empowered us greatly to do his work. Well, and you think about it. How many people in this world are going to go find their very worst enemy, the someone you know, that hates them to the point of wanting to kill them? Right. And gives them everything they have. Gives them all power, all authority. And says, hey, come abide in me. Yeah. Let me give you all my goodness, all my power, all my possessions, all my authority. And not only that, but I'm going to put everything else under your feet. Yeah. That makes no good sense. That is not a good worldly plan. No. <laughs> to the world, somebody would say, you crazy girl. Yeah. <laughs> but God said, I love you enough. I'm going to do that. Yeah, that his love is so much deeper. It does not make logical sense. And, and that's why the world doesn't always understand it because they were taught to think like the world. That's not how God yeah. thinks. But the world systems, they don't work. And if you don't know that, just keep going down the road of the world and you'll find out pretty quick this just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Well, and that's why he tells us we're to be in the world but not of the world. Yes. Because if we're of the world, we're never going to grasp his love yeah. that overcomes. And if we can't grasp his love that overcomes, we're never going to overcome the sin of the world. We're never going to be able to, to lead people to be his disciples because we won't be able to yes. fathom his love. We're to be in the world, but we're to be operating in his kingdom, in his love, yes. because it's that love that overcame all of that sin and despair that was once within us. Yes. You know, and I think a lot of people, they um, they kind of, they're linear thinking. You know, mm -hmm. they only thinking on a timeline. All they're really thinking about is this life. Yeah. And so what they don't realize is this doesn't stop just because you cease to be on this earth. Yeah. This doesn't stop. This surpassing greatness, this is eternal now. Mm-hmm. This is just the beginning. This is kind of like the dress rehearsal. <laughs> this is the beginning for the rest of eternity. We're learning about this stuff now. We're, we're uh, you know, getting into the fullness of the knowledge. Right. But this is going to go on for eternity. Yeah. You know, this is, um, I, I, let's, let's turn real quick to uh, Ephesians 4. So just a, a couple of chapters later, We'll go to Ephesians 4, and let me get it pulled up here, because he says then that he gave gifts unto men, uh, and these are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And uh, the purpose of these gifts that he gave to men was for this. For the, this is Ephesians 4, 11, and 12, and on. For equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. In other words, how do you find out more about this? And th this is my question. Um, 
you know, we just read through some verses in Ephesians 1. And the whole point of the verses in Ephesians 1 was to expand our understanding, knowledge, and wisdom about what God has actually done. Um, now, I imagine that already, I know me personally, I'm already expanding sitting here at this table today. I'm already expanding on what he's actually done when he yeah. went when he went back up to heaven. I'm getting more revelation just sitting here. I imagine other people are as well. But are we so limited in our thinking to think that that's all I'm ever going to learn about that? Mm -mm. I'm not. Mm -mm. I recognize that this is just the beginning. And there's so much more that I don't even grasp yet. There's yeah. so much about God I don't grasp. Well, he says that these pastors and teachers and evangelists, and they are there for the building up of the body, for you, to help build you up. Even if you are a pastor and evangelist, yeah. and even if you are one of those, you're still part of the body, they're still there to help build you up. Yeah. But it says this in verse 13, Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature, that's maturity, mm -hmm. to the measure of the maturity which belongs to the fullness of Christ. In other words, he has poured out this authority, this power from heaven, this resurrection power and authority and the Holy Spirit. Why? So that you and I, we can all grow up to the maturity of Christ. Mm. What? The maturity of Christ? So that you and I can go mm. about doing the things, you know, in other words, Christ says, hey, I didn't, just because I left the earth, I didn't want my works to cease. That's right. That just gave me the ability. When I left the earth, it gave me the ability to multiply yeah. my works. And so as we give ourselves to grow in the revelation and the knowledge, we start to walk in more and more of the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ, the, the fullness of the maturity of Christ, to walk in those things so that Christ from heaven at his seat of authority can see the heart of the Father, can tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, send that Christian right there and tell them to move in my power. That person in their intimacy with God, now they know who they are in Christ. Jesus went and now I can go. They hear yeah. from God and all of a sudden the power of God is released in that belief. And that person who needed the goodness of God now has it because you know what Christ has done for you. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> this doesn't just happen, all right, if all of this is out there. If all of this good news is out there. Why hasn't it happened in your life to the fullness of what we're talking about? Good question. Yeah. Because it doesn't just happen without there being a person who in love says, Lord, I humble myself to you. Yeah. I receive what I need to do and I will be obedient in love to go do it. Amen. 
In other words, they don't harden their heart towards, well, I know what I know, and you know, you just don't know as much as me. They don't harden their heart in that way. They say, there's a lot of stuff that I probably don't know. Let me humble myself, open my heart up, and Lord, I want to learn from you. And then as I learn, I want to walk in what I've learned. It takes somebody that says, I will humble myself, I will be faithful, I will be obedient in love and make a choice to do it. That can be any person today that will choose Christ, choose to receive the power of his going when he busted that grave wide open. Will you choose him today? So would you like to lead them in prayer? Absolutely. Father, we just come to you today just in complete humility and humble adoration. And Father, we thank you for these words that you've given us over these past few weeks, showing us your unending, boundless love for us. Lord, there's not words to describe it. But Father, we come to you today and say we receive that love. We receive that power. We receive that grace, that mercy, that forgiveness. We receive yes. all of you in our lives today. And we thank you that each and every day we are growing in more maturity in you. Yes. So that we are not tossed around, tossed about like the waves. But we are able to lead others to you. Yes, Lord. To build up the body of Christ in your love. And Father, we thank you for the great honor of having a role in that. And so, Lord, we receive you now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Have a great week. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.